Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and I am finishing up my recap of Season 2 Runaways. This is the third part of it. Now, I know, originally I said uh, I was going to break it up. I was going to take it, you know, three or four episodes at a time, and then finish up with the finale. Truth be told, uh, I got a little bit behind on doing these episodes, and I kind of binge-watched pretty much the rest of the season. And it was really so good. I said, I I really can't break it up. I just got to get out there and talk about it because uh, there was a lot of good. There were some things that I was a little disappointed in. Uh, We're definitely set up for season three, if there is going to be a season three, because with Marvel, Disney pulling their shows off of Netflix, I mean, the two shows are still on Hulu. Uh, Season two of Cloak and Dagger, you know, they're teasing it already. And they're already talking about season three of Runaways. So are they going to stay there for now? Uh, I don't know what the contracts are like with them. I'm not a Hollywood inside wheeler and dealer, so I really have no idea. But you know what? Enough talk about that. Let's get in. Let's wrap up season two of the Runaways. So when I last left it, you know, uh, the Pride Runaways, they were pretty much ready for a face-off with Jonah. Jonah was ready to activate his ship, and really where we pick it up with is we see everybody getting ready. Uh, we see the Pride getting ready. Uh, Dale and Stacy, they've developed a biological weapon based off of Jonah's DNA that they believe uh, will kill him. Uh, Janet and Victor, mostly Janet, Uh, develop some kind of disruptor or something that they think that could neutralize the engines in in Jonah's ship because, as you know, Jonah stated it's an anti-gravity drive, which Victor feels, you know, that's going to, you know, that's really going to cause these cataclysmic earthquakes that the Hernandez family had predicted way back when. So that's really where we pick it up. You know, the, the runaways are getting ready. Now, their take on it is different. Carolina has told them, look, I've been to the bottom. I've been talking with Jonah. Jonah is my dad. You know, not that I love him or anything, but you know, he's really, he's my actual father. He knows who I am. He knows what I'm all about. So yeah, I've been meeting with him. I've been connecting with him and yeah, you know, and she tells them that, look, at the bottom of this, uh, at the bottom of this hole, you know, it is his ship, but inside, you know, there's beings in there just like me. My family, my family is in there. So there's a little bit of a debate. Stop him. Rescue mission. They decide upon rescue mission, you know, because she said, look, they kind of decided, look, Jonah is who he is. And he did what he did with our parents and our parents did what they did. But, you know, the beings really trapped down in the ship. I mean, really kind of innocent, you know, they didn't do anything to anybody they are trapped down there and if they could rescue them they'll do it so that's really what we get is that the runaways show up first and they head on down there and of course you know they just can't do it um chase you know he tries to use the fistigons he tries to cut away in but again you know you get you get a sense that this is like a living ship almost you know as he cuts in like he even says it's it's healing itself you you hear cries of pain and agony and carolina like she knows it's hurting them she's like but we have to get them out we have to get them out uh jonah and the pride arrive and the thing is is jonah pretty much tells carolina he connects with her and says um you know, come on up, come on out of there. You and I are going to get out of there. He doesn't care about the rest of the kids. But Carolina, what she does is she takes Molly, uh, she takes Chase, she flies out of there because Nico, who was also left down there, 
uh, Alex and Gert are kind of running interference up top. Well, Gert is actually, uh, she's keeping an eye out and, uh, Alex and his dad are just trying to, trying to keep the perimeter secure, let's just say. So Nico says, look, I'm the most powerful here. I have the staff of one. I can protect myself, you know, go, go. And Carolina's like, I'll come back for you. She's like, yeah, but she knows, she knows that she won't. So no sooner does Carolina get up there than Jonah's like, well, Carolina's safe. I really don't care if there's anybody else down there. I'm activating the ship. And he gives an interesting command. He goes, Zavin, start the engines. Now, spoilers here. If you're not familiar with the Runaways comic. Now, like I said, the first season, pretty much, pretty much kind of almost up to this point here where they really, the kids confront the Pride and the Giborum and, and all that. That's kind of that first run of the Runaways, the, those first sort of 18 issues. Pretty much is kind of wrapping up right about here. We're now starting to get into the territory of the second run that they did about a year, two years afterwards. So, if you're not really familiar with that and you really don't want spoilers, just kind of pause it for a second or... I don't know. I don't know what you're going to want to do. But Zavin is a character from that second run of The Runaways. Now... The interesting thing is, in the comics, Zavin is a scroll, and she's not just any scroll; she is a super scroll. So I am sitting here going, "Okay, he he, he mentioned Zavin. Is that just a throwaway line? Is that just kind of like a not like an Easter egg, but kind of like you know, ah, let's do a little fan service. We'll just say Zavin's there, or we'll throw that name out there." Um, I'm thinking Captain Marvel's coming up. We know about scrolls. We know scrolls are around. We know scrolls are coming. I mean, the big talk is is after Endgame, starting to set up Secret War with scrolls. Zavin is a scroll. She's a super scroll. Is this the beginning? Is this Marvel's way of starting to say, get used to seeing some scrolls around here because here they come? So the ship gets activated. It starts to come up, but not before Nico, using the staff of one, kind of rockets herself up to the top. And this is where the attack begins. Dale and Stacy start firing their their biological weapon, pretty much, both at Jonah and at the ship. Uh, Victor, Victor throws that disruptor into there, and pretty much they destroy the ship. Um, they destroy the ship. Uh, Carolina is upset. You see these flashes of light go out. Jonah's there. Jonah's just like, that's it. You know, I'm taking you all out. Uh, he uses his powers. He kind of knocks everybody out. Except for Nico. Nico gets up. There's still a vial left of this biological weapon, pretty much. She smashes it uh, on the bottom of the staff of one. She goes flying through the air, and she pretty much impales Jonah. Um, Carolina is so upset, you know. Like like she said, does she love Jonah? Eh, the jury's out on that one, but that was her father. You know, it's pretty much kind of the only family she really really knows here she doesn't really know that much about it and she doesn't really know that much about herself and now she's losing that carolina goes over jonah's dying you know he does say that he he loves her and he does say that he tried his best to stay in the form that he is and we're going to get into that in a second he pretty much tried to stay the same for her you know he did all of this for her and then he leaves sort of a cryptic message at the end as he's dying he goes we're gonna have to take it all now and that's that. And now it's time to regroup. You know, the, the parents are like, all right, Jonah's dead. Kids come back. Everybody's kind of stunned. Nico gives a sleep spell. She knocks them all out and she's like, let's go. 
So what's going to happen now? Jonah is gone, but we start to see some very interesting things happen. First of all, the Pride had on their payroll, they had a crooked cop pretty much that covered stuff up for them, really did their dirty work. Well, he's not happy with the fact that he's really no longer needed. Uh, we also get the fact that as this whole Ascension thing was happening with Jonah raising the ship and everything, Frank, you know, Carolina's, not her biological dad, but Carolina's dad, Frank Dean, He's on his way there when he's stopped by a young man who was the brother of Destiny Gonzalez. And as you remember, Destiny was the girl from season one. She was that initial sacrifice that we did see. Uh, They pinned the murder on the runaways. Then they tried to pin it on Darius. And it's really a whole big mess. But this kid is like, look, I traced her back to you guys, to the Church of Light. And he goes, and I've been noticing... Every year, a kid disappears from here. Something's going on. Frank's like, you know what? I'm thinking the same thing. Let's you and I work it out. There's a scuffle. He jumps him. He shoots him. So now this dirty cop's got to get rid of the body for Frank. And, you know, Leslie, Leslie Dean is pretty much like, yep, after this, you're all done. He's like, what do you mean I'm all done? Uh, I'm kind of loving the little kickbacks I'm getting here. So he's going to try to say that he's not done. So we get a whole thing with that. I mean... They kind of bring in this new character for a while named AWOL, who was, uh, he was a former gangbanger. He kind of knew Darius, hung out in the neighborhood there. He works for this crooked cop, but now he wants to kind of run things. Uh, he starts cutting deals with Alex. You know, Alex is kind of going behind everybody's back. Alex is really looking out for number one. Alex's whole thing in this is he wants to frame his parents. He, they actually find out that you know he he was sure he was positive alex was positive that is it was his dad that killed darius so they break into the hotel where the shooting took place uh they get video footage and he sees indeed that it was his mother doesn't change a thing he's gonna frame them both uh you know a lot of interesting stuff is happening here uh the relationship between nico and carolina i mean nico killed her father no ifs ands or buts you know and even though Jonah did kill Amy, Nico's sister, um, you know, Carolina really can't forgive her. Chase and Gert are having a big fallout. Um, you know, Chase was still very upset that, you know, Gert called his mother, then called him, tried to set up a reunion with that. Uh, Gert now, you know, with everything kind of in the quiet and in the clear, Gert's now toying with the idea of going to college. She really tries to keep it on the down low, but they all find out about it. Chase is very upset about it. But you know what? Molly to the rescue. You know, Molly, God bless her. She's the youngest. She's the heart and soul of this team here. Just like in the comics, everybody loves Molly. You're never going to be mad at Molly. You know, Miss Positive, Miss Sunshine, and she is just a bevy of girl advice for Chase. You know, Chase has to really keep her safe because without Molly, he's just going to be clueless around women. Uh, We also get thrown in here the fact that it is Molly's birthday. You know, she turned 15 years old. And, you know, the tradition in Hispanic culture is to have a quinceanera. And they do do that, but not before... Not before they are attacked by this crooked cop named AWOL. Again, there's a lot of deal cutting going on. This one did kind of bog it down a bit, but we did get something very, very, very interesting here. When AWOL and his <clears throat> group of crooked cops is coming, and they're they're coming for the runaways, and they're pretty much, you know, their whole thing is um, they're going to bring them back to the parents, but, you know, 
AWOLs a little bit. He's he's not like an Alex. So it's like, hey, if Alex accidentally gets killed here, you know, whatever. What are we going to do about it? Um, so as they're, as they're being attacked, we see that uh, shortly before this, we see a, a drone going around spraying something, and uh, it sprays Old Lace. Uh, old Lace starts to get sick. The connection between the two of them, Gert starts to get sick. So as this whole attack is going down, this is the plan that we get. Is Chase is like, I'm going to take Old Lace, and I'm going to take Gert, and I'm going to take him to the one place I know that I can help him, back to her parents, the Yorks. Interesting thing here is what we start to see is with some of the parents... We start to see some very, very interesting behavior. Stacy suddenly doesn't need glasses anymore, and we see that she's tinkering around with something. She's pretty much had it up to here with Dale. I mean, this was the lovey-dovey hippie couple, hun, babe, sweetie, the entire thing, finishing each one, finishing each one sentences. They're really cute. They're really adorable. Stacy is now a biatch, um, stone cold. We go on to find out that this was her big plan to get Gert back is to kill the dinosaur, to poison the dinosaur. That's exactly what she did. But Chase pretty much points out, he goes, look, there's a connection between the two of them. You know, you kill one, you kill the other. And, you know, they think that both of them are poisoned, but it's Chase that actually says, look, it's Old Lace that's poisoned. Gert is feeling the effects. Don't give Gert the antidote. Give Old Lace the antidote. Stacy isn't having it. Stacy's like, kill the dinosaur. Uh, you know, Dale, who is very scared of his wife right now, actually mans up and he's like, nope, we're doing this. And they cure old lace and everything is good, except they're now trapped in the York's basement. Uh, we also see Tina. Tina starts getting like, Tina loves cake, apparently. She loves the fat molecules in it, which, you know, Robert is looking at her like, you love fat molecules in cake because of the endorphins and this and that. Uh, We also see Victor, too. Victor starts to get very, very frisky. But what we notice is, with Victor, is Victor starts losing time. Uh, He even even notices it. Like, uh, their big plan to get the kids back is, you know, Victor comes up with this idea. He goes, look, we got to develop weapons. Not to kill them, not to harm them, but look, these kids got powers. They know how to use them. We have to counteract them. Uh, They talk about sleeping darts. They talk about a disruptor to kind of addle uh, Nico's mind so she's not able to really form clear sentences to use the staff of one. Um, But the thing is, is as he's developing it, you know, he'll kind of come back into the lab and be like, I didn't make these modifications. Uh, we see him, we actually see him getting very frisky with Janet and then kind of coming back from it, having no idea that he just did it. And then he's like, Victor is sort of like, oh my God, what if my cancer is back? What if my tumor is back? Uh, we see him go to the doctor, but then he actually doesn't go to the doctor. Um, we find out in a flashback, we find out about Jonah and all about him and how he kind of jumps from body to body. So the current body that we saw him in was actually a doctor in the 50s that was sort of, you know, investigating him. Like when he was in another form, he was getting older. He was starting to deteriorate. Somehow the government found him. And, you know, he saw this new doctor, Dr. Jonah so-and-so, and he took over the body. And, you know, he then met, Leslie's father, who kind of was preaching about this church of light and was telling him that it's absolutely all true. This is where he sees young Leslie, kind of has this whole thing about like a prophecy and having a child with her. And that's why he 
stayed in that current form because when that child came, he didn't want to be a different person every time. So that's why they did all these sacrifices to help keep him alive because when these beings inhabit a body, we start to see deterioration, which Victor starts to notice. He starts to notice the lost time. But he doesn't put two and two together. He just thinks that he's very, very sick. So he uses that big brain of his. He finds a way to contact Chase and pretty much tells him, like, look, I'm dying. I need you to come home. So what we get is Chase comes home and he faces the pride. And the pride pretty much tell him, look, all of this is yours for you kids. We will step aside. You use our resources. You use our money. You make the world a better place. We couldn't do it. It's up to you. You kids take over. We go back to being parents. We're out of your hair, this and that. He realizes, though, what Chase realizes is is it's really kind of an ultimatum. You know, the kids are going to come back either willingly or by force. So he does try to broker a deal. Now, before all this happens, like I said, this crooked cop AWOL attacks the hostel. Uh, Chase and Gert are gone. You know, the kids are left inside. And really what we get is... You know, we get Nico casting spells, very long, prolonged, extended spells to try to shield the hostile. First, she tries to camouflage it. Then she tries to turn it into a fortress, but she can't hold it. She's really, really struggling. Molly's trying to pump her up. You're the most powerful person I know. You could do this, Nico. Then what happens is, you know, Alex is like, all right, I got a plan. You know, we're going to drop the shields. We're going to let them in, you know, using that tactical mind of his. But the problem is, is when the time comes, Nico is way too weak. She's unable to cast any spells <clears throat> and the kids are starting to retreat. They're pa- they're going back. AWOL gets free. They're coming after him. He's like, the hell with this bringing you kids back alive. You're too much of a nuisance. Uh, we're pretty much about to get an execution here when suddenly Nico pops up, extends her hand. The staff of one comes and we get something very, very interesting here. We start to get around her eyes as if the skin is starting to deteriorate, eyes turning black, purple underneath. Sound familiar? Did you see Doctor Strange? Did you see the Dark Realm? Yeah, it looks like she's, you know, uh, tapping into that Dark Realm. So if you remember in Doctor Strange, and I'm going to butcher the name here, Cavicus, Caviticus, whoever it was, you know, he was, <clears throat> he was a disciple. And, you know, he wanted to get the power of the Dark Realm. He wanted to bring Dormammu, you know, basically make a deal with Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Um, And if you remember, when he and his acolytes were accessing the power of the Dark Realm, they had a very similar appearance to what Nico has here. She casts a spell, and AWOL and all the cops are just gone. Like, not like, oh, they pop up in Hawaii somewhere later. We just get clothes left behind. Like, it was the rapture or something. Freaky. So we have all this stuff coming to a head. What we see is we start to realize that Victor, because Victor, you know, Victor and Tina meet up. And they realize that they're not Victor and Tina. So Victor starts putting up messages around town in that alien language that Jonah used that basically said, if you survived, find Victor Stein or Tina Minaru. So what we see now is that Victor, Tina, and Stacy are now possessed by these alien beings. And it goes further. Victor is possessed by Jonah. Stacy is possessed by the being that is his wife. And Tina is one of the children. And there's a fourth child out there. Who could it be? We'll get into that in a minute. 
So really what they're saying is, is we're, we're really going to bring it back where we're going to take everything and we're going to destroy this plant, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, they messed with us. Now we're in trouble. Carolina gets a visit. Carolina gets a visit from a very attractive young woman who introduces herself as Zavin. Zavin is a shapeshifter. Zavin in the comics was a scroll, a super scroll. I'm thinking, here it is. We're starting with scrolls. No, she says she's a different alien. She's a shapeshifting alien from somewhere else, not a scroll. I was greatly disappointed. Um, I did like that they tied it in with the comics, that the fact that Carolina and Zavin were betrothed uh, to pretty much form an alliance between the scrolls and whichever type of alien uh, species Carolina and her family were. Um, Zavin kind of, you know, it's it's a little bit different. It's supposed to be, you know, she believes in this prophecy about her uniting with her beloved to create peace throughout the universe. She snuck aboard Jonah's ship. She was discovered. They made her a slave pretty much up until the point where they pretty much trusted her to do everything. Um, she pretty much tells them that Jonah... And his family there, they are a royal family. Jonah is known as the magistrate. And like they said, they go, look, this is the deal. They're coming for you guys. They're especially coming for Leslie because little side story here. Frank tries to ask Leslie at the Church of Light. Leslie is like, after everything she's seen, it's all a lie. It's all fake. She wants to shut the church down. Frank won't allow it. Uh, We get you know, kind of like uh, a cult-like thing. There's conversions, this or that. She finds her long-lost mother. Eh, kind of slog through it a little bit. Here's the important thing. Leslie's pregnant. And Zavin informs her, oh yeah, you got a royal kid in there. So, that fourth missing being, the, the, the child, is it the child that's inside Leslie? Because as, you know, we, we see in a matter of days or weeks, you know, however time passes on the show, she goes from Leslie Dean to a fairly pregnant Leslie Dean. Um, the other theory, is it Alex? Alex is acting very erratic now. He is going out of his way to frame his parents, which he ends up doing in the end. He does frame his parents. Um, we get a lot of showdowns here. You know, Chase comes to them and he goes, look, here's the deal. They want us to be the pride. They want us to take over. They're like, you're nuts. You're crazy. You sold out, Chase. And Chase is like, look, I saw what they're doing. I saw what they're getting ready for. This is a done thing. You either come with me now and we do this or they're going to come for you guys. They're going to catch you. They're going to wipe your minds and you'll never, never know. You'll be the pride. You'll join me. I'll be the only one that knows this. You know, but still, the kids are like, no way. Alex is like, I got to frame my parents. So this is really what we get is is we get different showdowns. Uh, you know, Carolina faces off with uh, Victor. Uh, we get, you know, Gert. Gert gets captured by Dale. Dale's like, you know, your mom's acting a little crazy. So you, me, and Old Lace, uh, we're getting out of here. Um you know, there's just there's just a lot. You know, Alex, like I said, he frames his parents. The big showdown we get, we get the showdown between Nico and her parents. Uh, Tina uses the device. She kind of addles Nico's brain. She can't really form spells. So we are going to have a good old-fashioned karate fight. Mother-daughter, soon to be joined by her dad, two-on-one. Uh, the Minaroos are expert at martial arts and let me tell you something nico is not too bad herself she does have the staff of one 
Uh, they're kind of fighting. They're really kind of fighting to a standstill. They're fighting to a draw until, you know, it looks like Nico is down. Nico is out. She's getting tired when, again, she pops right up. We get that change in the eyes. The staff of one comes, and she unleashes unleashes some awesome power. Uh, she pretty much retreats from there, and we get the remaining runaways meeting up, which really is going to be Zavin, Leslie, because Leslie is now hanging out with them. Zavin was, Carolina told her, you know, if you're really my beloved, do me a favor, protect my mom. Uh, we get Molly. We have Molly, Nico, Alex, Zavin. And Leslie Dean. I guess we'll throw her in there. She's a runaway now. Sure. Why not? Um, but before, you know, well, as Nico retreats, Robert kind of turns to Tina. He's like, what the heck was that? What is going on here? Like, have you ever seen that before? Like, can you do that? And Tina's like, no, but I've seen it before. Now, when I talked about season one of The Runaways, I did mention the fact that Tina Minaru, uh is a sorceress. And Tina Minaru is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Doctor Strange when Doctor Stephen Strange goes and he's training and, you know, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Uh, when he's going to train, Tina Minaru is there. She's kind of in the crowd sort of a thing. Uh, she is actually credited. In the credits, she is there. Uh, they don't mention her by name. You know, they go, Dr. Stephen Strange, this is Tina Minaru. No, we don't get that, but I, I believe in one of the training scenes, uh, we do see Tina there that she trained with the Ancient One. Uh, yeah, so she has seen this before, because she would have been there when you know they were accessing the Dark Realm, and with Dormammu, she would have seen all that. So we're getting some tie-ins here. I did like that. I did like the tie-in with Nico and and the Dark Realm and and Doctor Strange and all that. That's really cool. You know, Wong is Wong going to show up? Maybe because they are going to start. They are starting to talk on these Hulu shows. They are starting to talk about crossovers because in the comics we do get a few crossovers between Cloak and Dagger and Runaways. We also have, uh, oh, God, now I'm drawing a blank. That was really, really bad. The New Warriors. Oh, God. The New Warriors. There's going to be a live-action New Warriors show coming out for Hulu. There's a lot of interaction between Runaways and the New Warriors. So I did like the fact that they kind of hinted at the extended universe there. You know, over on Netflix, they talk about the incident you know, that, that first invasion when the Avengers, Avengers came together, that first Avengers film, they talk about that. They don't really talk about it too much here. They did kind of tease it like, oh, we're going to show you our big tie-ins with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They were there, but you really had to look for them. You know, this whole thing with Nico accessing the Dark Realm, even though they're not really saying it, but you kind of get the point. And they came so close with Zavin. Zavin is a scroll. She is a super scroll. She's not from the planet whatever whatever where they shapeshift. She is a scroll. We're going to have scrolls. It's going to be in Captain Marvel. Are we going to see them in Endgame? Are we going to see them at the end of Endgame teasing the secret war? Yeah, most likely. So why not start it now? What's wrong with that? You know, it was great to actually think for a second we're going to get Zavin as a super scroll because the thing is if you don't know scrolls all the scrolls are shapeshifters super scrolls can shapeshift 
and they possess all the abilities of the Fantastic Four. You know, so they're like Mr. Fantastic. They can stretch. They can turn invisible. They can form the shields. Uh, they can kind of form up, you know, fists and, and things like that, like the thing does. They have the flame powers like the Human Torch. They can't go full on like the Fantastic Four does, but they kind of have bits and pieces of all their powers. So they're the Super Scrolls are sort of like the mutants of the scroll nation, homeworld, whatever we want to call it there. So we came very, very close to having that tie-in, but whatever. Looking forward, it looks really, really good because, you know, what new and secret powers does does Nico possess? Uh, we have Chase, Janet, and Carolina pretty much at the mercy of, you know, the new Jonah now and Victor and his little family there. You know, what's going on with that? What's going on with the family? Who is the fourth one? Who is the fourth member of that family? Is it the baby that's inside Leslie? Is it Alex? Is it somebody else? Um, you know, and Dale running off with Gert. You know, where are they going? And that's the thing, too, is, you know... Look, we're at the end of season two here. You know, if you're a fan of the Runaways, uh, you probably read that first run where you know that in the comics, and again, if you didn't read it, I'm throwing up a spoiler alert now, but in that first run of the comics, Alex was the traitor. In the second run of the comics, Gert does die. Are these some things that we're going to see? You know, are they going to get away with making Alex a traitor by saying that the fourth member of Jonah's family is in him? And that's why he's going to be a quote-unquote traitor. Um, with Dale and Gert and Old Lace kind of running off, is something going to happen to Gert? You know, obviously Gert's going to try to escape and get back to her friends. Is something going to happen when she does that? Is something going to happen when she does show back up? Who knows? Um, but it looks like season three is going to be a go. They're already talking about it. We're already getting teasers for season two of Cloak and Dagger. There are talks about, you know, the, the showrunners said, you know, we're not just going to throw these two shows together. We want to establish them. We want to flesh them out a bit. Uh, I really got to get going with watching Cloak and Dagger. I've watched the first couple of episodes of the first season, but I always kind of get held up with doing stuff. So I will give it a chance. But I think two seasons of runways under their belt why not have a crossover with cloak and dagger you know i don't know how that show's developing i don't know what's going on they're gonna be developing a new warrior show why not i who knows we'll see all in all i mean this was a really good season there were some low points uh again the whole thing with the crooked cops with a wall that got a little that got a little tired you know constantly seeing alex going back to the hood sort of a thing um you know that got a little bit much uh the whole thing with you know the church of light kind of being like a cult and them trying to you know frank kind of imprisoning leslie trying to take the church from her and she finds her mom and then you know carolina reveals herself you know as this being of light like eh, kind of dragged on a bit too love the relationship between um between chase and gert i mean it's it's great it's kind of true to the comics the way those two were Nico and Carolina, I was buying it for a while. I'm kind of back and forth on it. Um, 
but maybe Nico was acting a little kind of standoffish and everything. I mean, yes, she did kill Jonah. She did kill Carolina's dad. But if she is unknowingly accessing the dark realm, that could definitely influence the way she thinks and acts. So that can kind of account maybe for her standoffish attitude a bit. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty excited for a season three. Please let there be a season three. I will say this. I know that maybe last year they started up the runaways again and I didn't even give it a chance. I kind of looked at the cover and I kind of read some real brief reviews that said, oh my God, it's absolute trash. I have since kind of dug a little deeper. I am going to take the plunge. I found a trade. The first six issues, Gert does come back. Gert comes back from the dead. Gert has always been my favorite character on The Runaways. I am very interested to see how they do. I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, maybe I'll talk about it here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Guys, thanks for hanging in there with me. Uh, I know it's been a while since I put up an episode. uh, And I promise, you know, there might be some time in between. But more episodes of Stuff You Don't Need to Know will be coming. This is Jay, and I will definitely talk to you guys later.